eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati offense. It feels so odd to talk about the offense in the second segment versus starting the show off with it, but we're not getting the defense enough love so far this season, and they really deserved it for the performance in Tennessee. Let's start with number nine, Joe Burrow. You know, early on, he's working with a pretty miserable field thanks to some really poor special teams flags. And I'm sure they heard a few few choice words from Darren Simmons because when you're backed up that far, it's going to be a little hard to move your offense. And and like I said, Tennessee, they're tough. Their defense is still legit. I know they had some injuries too. But at the same time, it was hard for Joe to really get anything going when he's all the way backed up in the end zone. Yeah, I mean – Credit to Ryan Stonehouse, my guy, my punter, uh, could be a Bengal, but <laughs> he was he was booming them. He had one that went seventy-one yards. <laughs> Whatever, that's just that's just a freak punt. But um, he was booming them, but it, like he kicked a couple touchbacks, and like that's not a loss for the punt return team until they pick up a penalty, and they had three straight punts punt returns where they got a penalty, a holding, a block out of bounds penalty thing. I, I, I'm not a special teams expert, <laughs> but you can't do this stuff. It's just, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. The game started with five straight punts and it's just, they were losing the field position battle the entire time because one, they were, uh, the Titans have a good punter. Bengals, Crispin punted well too. Yes, he did. Let's talk about the offense. I'm going to talk about the punters for five minutes. I know. Uh, I was about to get into it. I was like, no, we are talking about the offense. We'll get to special teams later. <laughs> but you brought it up. It was just like, yeah, I the field, position, the field possession was so position was so bad just because they kept getting, picking up these penalties. It, you know, credit to Tennessee for hitting the punts, but it's just they made it, they shot themselves in the foot and made it worse. So they'd catch a ball at the 10, but they'd pick up a holding penalty. Now they're starting at the five. It's just, you can't do that. <laughs> they got away with it because eventually the offense started rolling and they got some better field position and all that. But early on, it was very much this offense is stifled and Taylor, not unsurprisingly, is kind of calling a little conservative because he's backed up into his own end zone. 
Yeah. And some of my favorite Joe Burrow moments, though, because I really did feel like it was more in the second half when they when they were getting it going. And honestly, without penalties, I feel like this team would have probably rolled in this game um, offensively if they had the better field position. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I really felt like just the way the defense was playing, that they really could bounce off of that offensively. And it's just unfortunate with what he was dealing with, but was able to run for a couple first downs and just how Joe, Joe Burrow doing Joe Burrow things. It makes me nervous every single time he starts running because I just know they're going to hit him. And I'm like, no, they're allowed to hit you right now. Even though he did get the roughing the passer uh, penalty, which Joe never gets, but at the same time, just him seeing the field and running for some of those plays and yardage, it was like, that's Joe B that's Joe Burrow. That's who we saw in 2020 his rookie year, even last year in 2021 making plays. If he doesn't see something with his legs. Yeah. Like I kept hammering. I don't think he was going to take a lot of sacks this game. And then he goes out and if something's not there. He's not what I thought he did in the Titans game in the playoffs when he saw like the, Oh, they have that covered. Well, I'm going to go make something happen, but he do it, which this is smart in a lot of cases by rolling out and trying to extend the play that way, or, you know, stepping up and just sitting there and trying to get the pass here. He was just like, I'm just going to take what the defense is giving me. I'm just going to run. I'm just going to pick the pick up the first down or pick up five, six yards this way. And it was great. It worked. It, it's when you're not allowing a sag, they have this perfect coverage and then you still pick up five, six yards. That's great. Like that's, that's good offense. So I thought he played well. I don't think it was the greatest game he's ever played, but I thought he played well. Um, I mean, the pass up the seam to Hayden Hurst was incredible. And then oh man, if you go back and watch T was actually open for what could have been a touchdown, but I'm not, I'm going to ignore that because he made an incredible, he made an incredible pass. So T ran an out and up and the corner bit on that out and it it was there. But I I think that uh, on the play, Burrow is trying to just in rhythm, hit the bottom of his drop, see Hurst, I can fit this ball in there and just an incredible layered ball to get it over the linebacker in front of the safety, perfectly put in place, can't complain. And uh, that, that pass was up there for one of my favorite passes from Burrow this season. Yeah, I think early on he was he was missing a couple guys, but then he really got it going. And obviously this offense is still different without your number one receiver. We'll get to that later. But the T. Higgins throw reminded me of when Joe Burrow said, I can't even remember what game it was. Maybe it was against the Ravens, but if I'm wrong, someone will let me know. When he said, I just said, you know, F it. Jamar's <laughs> down there somewhere. And it felt like he did that with T. Higgins, like that jump ball. He's like, he's going to get it every time. And if he didn't get it, he's going to get a pass interference call because <laughs> – that dude was on him too at the same time. I know some people are like, oh, that's offensive pass interference. But oh, man. T. Higgins jumping up again. That's just what T does. That's what T does. And you you mentioned one where you felt like he was open for a touchdown. The T. Higgins drop early on. Oh, when, the, the right curl. There. It hit him right in the hand. It was That was a good throw too. It was like really good timing, uh, fit in a window. And then the ball just whatever. T has it outside of his frame. It didn't hit him in the body. It just – hit the hands and fell down. <laughs> I don't know, but T had a heck of a game, so can't really complain about it no. too much. 
No, not at all. And I think this was just showing people we've talked about it plenty of times. And of course, Bengals fans are going to hype up their wide receivers and say, this is the best trail in the NFL. I truly believe that. Um, I know it sounds like a little bit of a homer, but when you get T Higgins, you get Jamar Chase and you get Tyler Boyd all healthy on the field together. That's really hard to defend. And we saw that a lot last year in 2021. But overall, T, yeah, no, it was so good to see him get over 100, get a touchdown because we talked about it in the Steelers game, him putting up 150 in like 15 minutes and not having a touchdown just didn't feel right because uh, he had himself a day, but he really stepped up. And I think he's showing everybody who watches the NFL. Yes, I'm a wide receiver. Number one, the Cincinnati Bengals have two wide receiver number ones on this team. And that's a yeah. good problem to have. Yeah. In the four games that Jamar Chase has missed, he is on pace for over 1500 yards. If it was a 17 game pace. And I know four games isn't a big sample size, but that's also a quarter of a season. So that's off the tee. He's uh he's he's gonna get paid like a number one receiver. I hope it's in Cincinnati because this core the trio, Burrow, Chase, and Higgins is just that's a Super Bowl caliber offense. You just figure out the rest. Without Higgins, it turns into just like, okay, we need to put together a lot of okay to good players in there too. Um, but yeah, oof. he's had he had an incredible stretch. I thought he was doing really well the first two games where he didn't have the stats. I was just like, yeah, but I think this is going to work out. And then my take came true. So I was glad. I, that, I was glad for me and the Bengals that T Higgins has shown that he is that dude. Also that uh, throw to Higgins for the touchdown that was against Roger McCreary. who's like five foot 11 with 29, 28 inch arm. He had like the shortest arms ever me measured at the combine. So yeah, just put it up there. And I don't think he's going to catch one over the six foot four, like gangly wide receiver. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's, there's this guy on social media on Twitter, and I don't remember his handle, but every week he posts uh, T Higgins mossing a cornerback on his Twitter picture. Every single time it happens, he already has the Titans picture up when, when T goes up and grabs it. But, you know, T does have those moments. And I kind of want to stay with the wide receiver group right now because, you know, you think early on in the season, if T plays in the second half of the Steelers game, if T plays in the Baltimore Ravens Thursday night game, it's just like it's a whole different offense because they really get rolling when all those guys are together. But early on in the season, when we saw this offense struggling just a tad bit, there was criticism that maybe you're forcing the ball to Jamar Chase too much and you have other playmakers. You need to be creative. Give it to this guy where you're not using Tyler Boyd more. And of course you want Jamar Chase on the field because this offense is better when Jamar Chase is out there, but to be three and one and showing Joe Burrow doing what good quarterbacks do you look at a guy like Trent Irwin, who made a key catch in the game. We know he scored a touchdown last week, but a key first down on third and 13 in the game. I know it was challenged, but it was a great catch. And he was able to pull it in. And I don't I don't think they were going to overturn it. But at the same time, that's credit to your quarterback. I feel like he did that with CJ Uzama when he was here. No offense to CJ Uzama, but you know, CJ hasn't seen the end zone in New York yet. 
And how many times was he utilized in Cincinnati early on? And he made him look like tight end number one on, on a lot of teams. And he got CJ paid. You look at a guy like Hayden Hurst, who's kind of having his second go around early on. He's a young guy in the NFL and proven like, hey, he can really he can make other people look good at their jobs. Yes, it's pretty easy to do with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase, but there are other players on this team that it just it's that Joe Burrow factor. And we're really starting to see that. So going three and one without Jamar Chase right now, and all signs are pointing that he's going to return for this Chiefs game and that maybe he could have went versus the Titans, but they just wanted another week, which I think is smart. You don't rush the guy back. He had limited practice. He wasn't on the rehab field and just a huge boost for this offense, but they've learned how to win without him. And I think that's telling. That's what we learned about this team over this, this month stretch. Yeah, this was uh, the Jamar Chase injury was actually kind of a catalyst for growth. It was uh, now you can't rely on Chase. So what's the offense? And like, yeah, you can lean on Higgins sometimes. And I I, I think I tweeted both games just like let Higgins be the engine of the offense because it's like they can't cover this guy. But at the same time, they have a more cohesive offense because Chase missed time because they have to get to all this other stuff. They have to, you know actually work within the scheme to attack, you know, stretch the defense vertically, horizontally, whoever put a defender in conflict, that stuff. They didn't always have to do that early on in the year. They could just, do we have one-on-one -on -one with Jamar Chase? Okay. I'll throw it up. Do we not? Okay. I'll find T on the dig. T didn't run a single, oh, well, sorry. T didn't catch a single dig route, I think over the past two weeks. And those were two games where he went over a hundred yards. Like that's his, his play. They didn't even need to get to it. They got him over 100 yards both games, and they didn't even need to do that. They had him on every other route imaginable, and uh, he excelled at it. But, yeah, I mean, when Joe Burrow is throwing a back shoulder ball to Trent Irwin on third down, he's just – that's like a heat check to me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> third and 12. Like, yeah, I'll just throw one back shoulder to my four. You know, I'll just throw one to this undrafted guy. <laughs> he comes down with it. But you remember the trade deadline when obviously they lost Cheetah. Oh my goodness. Uh, why didn't we trade for DJ Moore? Why didn't we trade for Jerry Judy? Why didn't we trade for all these guys that was going to be like a first round pick or plus to get? Yeah. Why didn't we trade for that guy? It was just like, relax. Like they, it, it's not, if you can't win without Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow wasn't the $50 million quarterback he's going to be. T Higgins is not the $20 million wide receiver he's going to be. And like this entire offense and Zach Taylor might not be the guy that you want him to be. Well, they went three and one and they looked fine. So <laughs> I think these guys are who we think they are. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the, the biggest things with it. We, I know this sounds odd to say, but I feel like we should trust the front office a little more. And I get it. Patience level is not super great when you drop a Monday night football game like that to the Cleveland Browns and you're without Jamar Chase. You lose your cornerback in Cheeto that night. And it's like, oh, this team doesn't make moves. They're not making moves. Trade draft picks, trade it all away. And not thinking of what your salary cap would look like in 2023 when you have to pay guys who are on your roster right now and then take up somebody's contract, which wouldn't be smart. And who knew all along that, hey, maybe they have their wide receiver number four on this roster. And yes, you know, there were some questions like, why didn't they put him on the short term IR if he was going to miss all this time? They were hoping he was going to come back a little bit earlier, but they had that benefit of they didn't need to play him. He didn't play in the Titans game and it, and it worked out.
he also got to practice a week earlier. He wouldn't be allowed to practice until that's this true. week. That that's they said that I didn't even think of that, but I think it was Taylor said like, yeah, I don't regret doing that because he got to practice a week earlier. And I was like, oh, that's smart. I didn't even think of that. But like, like we were talking about, if there's a ten percent chance Chase can play against the Titans, you roll the dice and you don't use the IR slot because who are you picking up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like. Uh, I guess you could have you could have got Sidney Jones, but they weren't that interested anyway. So this isn't like the Madden of like I got to put him on IR so that I can manage this, and then eventually, then you got to cut a guy once he comes back. Whatever. It's just I don't think what what is the percent increase you get at winning a game because you picked up some depth piece because you got to put Chase on IR like you're probably just moving a guy up from the practice squad, right? Because they're not really signing these guys. And well, we talked about it on the podcast. I think a lot of people had to remember that any receiver they were bringing in or using was going to be their fourth receiver. None of these star receivers wanted to come into this offense and be the third or fourth wide receiver. That is not ideal to them. So it was that, never going to work out. That was the biggest thing when people were talking about trading for guys like Elijah Moore or DJ Moore. It's like Elijah Moore's mad. He's not getting playing time right now on a winning team. It's not going to be better if he comes here. And then after four weeks, you go, okay, Elijah, back to the bench. Maybe you'll get 20% of snaps this week. It's like, no, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> and then, I don't know. It was just, it felt very much like, uh, okay, so what do we do then? And then people would say like, ah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. It's like, what? No, we got to think about that now because you're blowing a second round draft pick on a guy that is going to get mad and not want to stay here. Yeah. And this team values draft picks. They just do. There, there are some people, the Los Angeles Rams sold their soul for that Super Bowl and they were able to get it and they got it. And that's all that matters. And look at them right now. Uh, you know, injuries obviously is not on their side. Uh, they are, they're having some uh, health and health issues right now. And it's, it doesn't look super great over there, but yeah, you're right. It, it paid off for them. It works for some front offices and others value it a little more. Um, and, and Cincinnati, I feel like they made the right decision to work with one of their guys that was on the practice squad. And Hey, look, he's been a factor in both of the games right now. Um, I can't wait to see what Jamar Chase looks like with this offense now, because it feels like it's at its best. And it feels like a hot take when I say this, but it just feels like this offense is better than last year. And that's, a great thing rolling into December right now. We'll see what it looks like in, in the outlook because I know some people feel about any of the comparisons to last year, but uh, there's still more to talk about with this offense, the running back room. I want to hit a little Hayden Hurst and then our guy, Teddy football and more when it comes to the offensive line on it's always game day in Cincinnati.